Welcome to the Affordable Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hune. Our mission is to help you gain your freedom from the exhausting, never-ending corporate rat race. Because time is our most valuable asset. And life's just too short to do work we hate. Thanks for slowing down. All right, welcome to the Affordable Freedom Podcast, everyone. My guest today is my friend and the producer of this podcast, Aaron Wogelernter. And we want to thank you for slowing down with us today. Aaron is squarely in my good dude bucket. Like most of the guests we've had, he prioritizes people over money. And he and I share a similar view on business as well. We both believe in educating and empowering our clients to do things themselves. But we understand that partnerships based on aligned values make us more successful and it just makes things more fun along the way. So we aren't too concerned with clients leaving us because the right clients will stay. It's why I retained him as my producer instead of doing it myself. And the mission of our show, which is empowering corporate employees to take back control over their lives, is really a shared mission of mine and Aaron's. So I think of this as our show instead of my show. Aaron, thanks for coming on today, my man. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's actually interesting. You mentioned how we started and just prioritizing people. I think the first time we spoke about you starting a podcast, I said, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe now is not the best time. And you, you know, you accepted it. You went back, although I love the mission. And I said, when it's time, like, I want to be involved in this. And you came back, you came back so hard. You're like, no man, I, like a few weeks later, this is something I got to do. And, uh, that's, that's the best relationship I can have. Cause I know that it wasn't just more, more income for me. This was a, this is a mission and this is a partnership to be able to grow this thing. Amen. Amen. Well, when you start to understand podcasting a little more beyond what you hear on the surface level and all the benefits that, that you can experience, it just makes it a no brainer. I was excited to get started and, and I'm excited to keep going. I think I was one of the conversations, I don't know if it was one of the recordings I had recently or just a conversation I've had with somebody, but I've been talking a lot lately about how I, you know, I look at this podcast similar to how I looked at when I was training for a marathon, you know, like I'm not looking to run six minute miles when I'm training for a marathon. I just want to complete the damn race. And here, you know, I can look at these, um, download statistics early on and, you know, they're low. It's a new show and everything. And, and that's cool. And they'll keep getting, getting higher. I think as the show goes on and gets better, but I just look at it like it's kind of part of who I am right now. I want to keep doing this. I, it's just what I do every week, you know, and I think when you have that mentality, it, it makes it really exciting to work on. So happy to have you on board with me here. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a pleasure to be on board. It's a pleasure to be involved. I don't have all the time in the world to work on every show and shows that are mission driven shows that are each episode, they show up to do something and to teach the listener something is it's a, a, a pleasure to edit but also a pleasure to just be involved with. So Aaron, some of the best advice that you gave me at the, on, at the onset, and this is something that sticks with me every time I invite a new guest to come on 
and every time I sit down to record is to speak to one person, not to a whole audience. Um, and like I said, that, that concept has stuck with me. It's been very impactful. So I was wondering, can you elaborate on that a little bit? I think that the general concept here is a bigger marketing discussion. You know, when we sit down to write content, when we sit down to market our businesses, are we doing it everything for everyone? Or do we have a specific niche or a specific ICP, as we say, like ideal customer profile in mind? That's like general marketing advice, you know, speak to, speak to one type of person. But I think that in podcasting, it's so much more like that because there's a fear of public speaking. There's a fear of, oh my gosh, you know, everyone's going to hear how I made this mistake or how I said this dumb thing. And if you just focus on the person who's in front of you, on the guest, have that conversation, explore ideas with them, ask follow-up questions. Like it's so much easier to run a conversation when it's a conversation and not this doing it on stage or doing it for, for so many people. There's this thing that I heard from Seth Godin, which always stuck with me that when you, in your marketing, you know, look for your 10, your 10 people who are going to be crazy about your content or about your mark or about your product. And don't think of the thousand, don't look for your, your millions, but think of those 10. And then when you can do 10, you can do 20 and 20, you can do 30 and then it'll expand on itself. And so again, podcasting just is just the same thing. When you're talking to one person and it hits with one, then it can, the conversation can hit with more people and, and you can continue growing that. I think it helps as well with the anxiety of just speaking to so many people. Did that, does that help for you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it does help with the anxiety. It helps in a way that's similar to, to, like you said, where it helps in business, right? If I know that I'm speaking to one person, I can make sure to increase, you know, the value of that service for my ideal client. Same thing with a podcast. If we're thinking about one listener, we can maximize the value to that one listener. And that does take off a lot of the stress of trying to please everybody. So I would agree with you on that for sure. Um, it's funny. I just spoke at a, at a big event about podcasting and that was like my opening joke, which I thought was really funny, but that, you know, everyone says, just imagine everyone in underwear. I just, I just imagine everyone on a computer screen as a, as a podcast and it's, <laughs> it's easy as well. There's no stress there. Yeah. So I think the, the shift to that mindset can be difficult for some, um, more from a business standpoint, I think, because um, like in, in the old business world, everything was kind of localized, right? Like if you were going to go out and get clients for a new business you were starting, you were going and talking to the people in your community and the odds that there were, you know, hundreds of your ideal client living in your community were pretty slim. But these days, things are a little bit different. You know, we've got LinkedIn, we've got other social media platforms. I can go on and do a search for my ideal specific client that has a specific problem that I can help them solve. And therefore, my, my service is very valuable. And I do one search on LinkedIn and I get thousands of people, right? And, you know, in the past, we didn't have the ability to just 
record a podcast. I'm sitting here in Dallas, Texas in the United States. You're sitting in Israel and we're recording a podcast together, you know? So, um, I think adapting, clearly adapting to the way society is changing is beneficial and being able to embrace technology to, to make our services more valuable is beneficial. But it's very hard, I think, for somebody who is just so used to the way that business has historically been done. Yeah, I love that, that it used to be we had so little and we needed more, and now we have so much and we need less. Hmm. Yes. And that's, it's like a, such a different twist on things. Whereas before they would, yeah, it's, it goes so many directions with that, but that's, um, like to minimize, you don't need thousands of clients. You need 10, 20, 30, right? Most people or solopreneurs, let's call it. But, um, but it could be overwhelming because you have all of these ways of getting to thousands of people, but you, you don't really want to get to those thousands of people. Yeah. In fact, you want to turn off, turn away thousands of people to find the 10 to 20 that are the perfect fit for you. Um, right. Yeah. That like, it plays right into the, the need for community uh, online and the need for building communities around your product, around your service, or just having these communities that you can draw from. And that's where we do that in, in podcasting. It's, you mentioned, you know, your numbers are low, but your numbers are consistent. And we watch as people flow in every time, every Friday, an episode goes out and the same people show up and they listen and they're, and, and your people who show up every week are diehard fans. Now I'm using you as an example, but it's a good example because somebody who has thousands of views or listens each week, maybe wouldn't be able to feel that sense of community because too much, too big. But you have that you have that great base of community, and now we can build on that. So if you have, you know, fifty lessons, a hundred lessons, two hundred lessons, can you build and can are you engaging with that community? Because that's that's really where we're at today is to build these small little pockets of like-minded people. I really love what you said there about how we used to have less and need more, and now we have more than we ever could have imagined and need less. Man, that's really powerful to think about. As I think about this entrepreneurial journey that I've been on, I've kind of um, accepted that, you know, that I needed less um, because I had a goal that I'm working towards. Like I never want to go back to a corporate job ever again. And that's such an important goal to me that I'm willing to, to have a lot less than I used to have. And it's crazy how that's making me so much happier. Like I have less going on in my life. It's things have become simplified. Um, I'm able to save more. And as I continue to grow this business and, and bring in money, I'll be able to build my wealth faster. So it brings me to this concept of enough, you know, and I know a lot of people are talking about it lately. Uh, it's kind of become a buzzword, but so important to, to figure out like, to each of us individually, what is enough? Like, what's that point where we feel like we're going to be good, like our needs are covered? And so now we can slow down and really focus on high impact activities instead of running around and being busy all the time, right? I don't know if I told you this, Aaron, but I, I've been thinking about 
you know, the podcast and kind of where it fits in overall with my, my business and, and just kind of the career aspirations that I have. And I've recently categorized this podcast in the personal development category because it serves me in so many ways outside of an attempt to make money. I mean, I think at the end of the day, the, the end result will be a more successful business. So in a way, it's kind of like personal development will lead to business development. And this is something that, that you and I talked about a, a while back, um, about all the different you know, kind of tertiary benefits of podcasting. So can you talk a little bit more in depth about that and all the benefits that you've seen in your experience other podcasters have had? Yeah, that that conversation hit so hard for me that I I even went back uh, to LinkedIn. I wrote a post about you. I don't even think I tagged you in it because it didn't matter who you were. It just mattered that, you know, somebody told me this and, and it was such a such an awesome benefit of podcasting. And I think it's true. I think you become a better listener. One becomes through podcasting, through being able to put yourself on the side for a minute and say, hey, this is about my listener or this is about my guest. This is not about me. It's about what value can we bring together during this conversation. And I think it's, it's really, really cool. There's always people who take over conversations. There's always people who just want to share, 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 share. But when you can look at this and say, hey, you know, what's the listener going to get from this? And that, that takes me, both me as the host and the guest, be able to create this, this beautiful, you know, track, <laughs> this beautiful soundtrack essentially of, uh, of a podcast. And that's, that's a great benefit. I think also networking, the fact that, you know, people don't realize this, but every time you get on up on a podcast and you have a, you have a guest on, you're building a relationship with that guest the conversations, the email conversations you get to have with them before and you get to show them, these are the questions that I'm going to ask. These are the, this is the conversations I want to have. And they say, oh no, let's not have this conversation. Let's have that conversation. You just, you're building this relationship with them, which you really don't get in other, in other ways, unless you're running an event and you can invite speakers to that event, which costs so much money. So it's such a cost effective way to be able to invite people, give them content, give them, you know, exposure. And in turn, be able to build that network, build that relationship with them. And I think that that's, it's just under, underappreciated about podcasting as well as the network you get to build. Oh, definitely. I've, I've been experiencing that firsthand with, you know, guests that I've reached out to. And um, what's the term that somebody used recently that I kind of took to heart? It was um, punching above your weight class. Right. You reach out to somebody who pretty well known and established. And, you know, if if you have a show that means something that has a mission and is designed for a specific type of a person and and that person is a natural this, you know, person that's above your weight class is a natural fit. They're going to be really open to hearing about it and coming on as a guest. And it allows you to really improve your your network, which is a, a huge benefit. The other benefit that I've noticed is, um, or not that I've noticed, but just that I've thought about a lot recently is um, like the legacy aspect of it. You know, you, you and I know about the, the health uh, concerns that I've had, and I've talked about that a couple other times on, on the podcast here. But I think about it like if I'm gone, like how are my kids going to remember me? You know, I got a seven-year-old and a two-year-old. 
I'm constantly putting myself out there, putting my views out there, having meaningful conversations with people about something meaningful that we're trying to accomplish in the world. That just makes me feel really good that, you know, yes, I'd love to leave my family a lot of money, but if I didn't leave them any money, hopefully I'm giving them a blueprint to make a lot on their own, you know? Yeah. I, I, I often think about that. Um, even as like an offer is like, you know, they, they do those legacy books, like we'll interview you and we'll write a book or write a story for your children, your grandchildren. And I think putting that together with podcasts or with the audio form where it's just listen to the topics you're not so, or the, or the thoughts and the thought processes. And I think that's what like audio does. If you think about down the line, if you can listen to an audio and not be consumed with the video and, and what do they look like and what are they wearing, but rather like, what are they thinking? And that's such a, it's such an awesome legacy to, to leave over. Yeah. I want to circle back to something that you mentioned a little bit earlier. You said that you had a post on LinkedIn that was about me. You didn't tag me and I had no idea that it was about me. And that resonated with me um, because I do that all the time. Like I'll have a conversation with a prospect or even with a client. And then I write a post as if I'm speaking to that person. Um, it's been oh, such cool. an effective way to, to get content out there that resonates with people and, you know, it, it increase the amount of people that I have in my pipeline, even though I hate using that word pipeline because it implies that these people are nothing but a business transaction. But everybody knows what I mean by that. Um, so that I've noticed that. Have, have you noticed that as well? Yeah, it's a great way. Uh, it's like tips you get for writing or just for building a business in general is think about, you know, who you were or where you were six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, and how can you help those people? Um, that's, that's for sure. And I wish I could make a podcast with all of my conversations with my clients because that itself essentially what we're doing now, because just like the benefits of podcasting, you guys can say it so much better because you experience it and it's visceral. It's real for you. And that, that one, it was just so awesome to be able to, to take that and also go back to LinkedIn, write content. And the, the point of tagging is that sometimes you tag to get someone's attention or punch above your weight class and get somebody to take your connection request because you tag them and you show them it's worth it. Like I, I got you. You're my friend already. I don't need yeah. you. I don't need you to take my uh, connection request. I don't need anything on LinkedIn. So uh, it was just nice to just take it as a, as a topic, as a concept that really hit hard. Yeah. So I think I'm viewing like the relationship between LinkedIn and the podcast a little bit differently than most. I think historically people have used um, LinkedIn as a platform to promote their podcast. And I've been almost thinking about it like I'm using the podcast as a way to promote myself and my guests on LinkedIn and create kind of this community of professionals that aspiring entrepreneurs can go to. So is that something that you see happening like on a more regular basis or is this more of an outlier kind of a way to look at things? No, I think they, I think it goes, it's like a circle, you know, it goes back to each other because LinkedIn, I'm also, you know, heavy LinkedIn user <laughs> and I believe in it. I think it's powerful. It's been powerful for my business. So um, I think that it's an important 
important part or cog in the wheel here of, of podcasts and of marketing. And I think that the, if I can go on a little bit of a podcast rant here, but I think that the, the traditional way of doing it was new podcast. You know, somebody would put up a, a post on LinkedIn saying, new podcast, go and listen. And that's, that's not what it is anymore. I, I don't know about you, but I don't listen to those shows. I don't even like those posts because they mean nothing to me. New podcast. I don't care if it's a new episode. Tell me something about it. Show me a clip. Show me the conversation. Show me the relationship. Show me, show me something that came out of it. Give me some, some value from it. And then I'll go and want to get more from it. And I think that that's how the new podcast is promoted, the new way to pr promote podcasts on, on LinkedIn. And I think that now that fits exactly with what we're doing with the podcast. So if the podcast is bringing you to LinkedIn, well, then it's because your LinkedIn is giving over good content and value to the listeners or to the followers. And if LinkedIn is bringing you to people to come to your podcast, it's because they got value from your LinkedIn post. So I think that if that's your focus and you're always just trying to give content or change people's minds and help them understand things they didn't understand before, then each one will, will play into each other. So I don't, I, it doesn't, to answer your question, it doesn't really matter where you start. You start as LinkedIn promoting your podcast or as your podcast promoting your LinkedIn and your guest LinkedIn. I think that it's all going to come back to each other eventually. Kind of depends on, on the person, I guess, because when I started the podcast, I had already started bu building up, you know, my, my LinkedIn uh, community, my LinkedIn network. And, uh, so the podcast is a great way to, you know, show my face a little bit more, let people hear my voice a little bit more. And then again, give the, a platform for the guests as well. And so I think about it like this positive feed. I'm trying to think of everything these days as like a positive feedback loop. All right. So yeah, I can build up the LinkedIn audience more, which then is going to continue to build up the podcast audience. And they just kind of feed each other in this positive feedback loop. But what advice would you have for somebody who doesn't have like the social media network yet and is just starting with a podcast? How do you, how do you promote the podcast? All right. That's, it's a great question. Great discussion, but can I, can I turn it on on to you for a second yeah, again. Yeah. Um, if you could only have one audience, you know, be it a podcast audience, the size of your LinkedIn audience or a LinkedIn audience, which one would you rather? No, the podcast. Cause I, you know, you have ownership over that audience. That's your community. It's not the LinkedIn community. You own the audience. And plus you have like 20, 30 minutes with your prospect or with a client or potential client. As opposed to LinkedIn is maybe you have two lines and, you know, maybe. So I think that that's a, it's just an important way to look at it, that the podcast is, it's not LinkedIn. This is long. This is long form. Imagine somebody listened to three or four of your episodes, the picture, the, you know, we always have this question of how personal can you get on LinkedIn? You know, how, how many personal stories should you share? And you have a great balance with that. I struggle with it. But I think it's a question that looms over all content creators on, on LinkedIn is how personal should we get? But I, I don't think we ask that question as much with podcasting because naturally in conversation, you're personal and you share stories and there's so much more space to be real, to be you, to be the full picture 
So I think it's it's such a valuable asset to have. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. Um, especially on that, that part of getting personal, you know, and, and that's what I try to do is, is create an environment where myself and the guest feel comfortable opening up about things, because if we can really understand, you know, the human experience that someone's had and how that's informed their outlook and their perspectives, that just makes the information so much more valuable. And you're right. It is tough to do that on LinkedIn. Sometimes I'm trying to experiment more like you know, put more video. I think that's something that I'm going to start going all in on in terms of like LinkedIn content creation is just shorts, like short videos. Um, that's, that's ultimately what I believe is also the answer to your original question here of how to start promoting your podcast is you've got 45 minutes of video content that can be repurposed onto LinkedIn. And each clip is just so, it's so valuable and so rich. I'm just thinking back to some of the episodes that I just recently edited for you and, and how each clip is its own conversation and its own topic and content that it can, that, that, that you should be able to use. And there's ways to edit in a way that's, that's easy edit video and be able to just crank out this content from your podcast. And I think that's a great, it's a great promotion for the podcast as well. You know, this is what, this is what I do on my podcast. I share great value and great content. So come and listen. So we've touched on community a bit here today. Um, I mentioned it with, with LinkedIn and you mentioned it a little bit, um, with the podcast. And I remember you talking about how the podcast can kind of be the, the hub where you can sort of build this community around that podcast. And that's certainly something that I'm trying to do. But in your experience, what does this generally look like for somebody that's that's beginning a new podcast? You know, other than just listening to the podcast every week, I mean, are, are there more types of interactions that you have with the community? Like, how do you build around it, I suppose? So using social media with your podcast is helpful for the feedback because you can put up a clip and they can you know, you can get comments on specific clips within the podcast. So that helps to open up those conversations and build that community. But I really think that it, it goes further back to the strategy stage of your podcast. And do you know who you're talking to? Are you just making content, you know, spraying it out? But if you're talking to a specific person and it resonates with them, you'll get feedback. So you'll get feedback in your DMs. You'll get feedback um, through other conversations you've had. And somebody will say, hey, you had a podcast episode about this and that's, that means it, it hit hard with them. And that means you're, you're building community and communities built like one person at a time. There's no such thing as thousands of people just being, being engaged right away. You got to build that. You got to nurture that. You got to have those um, conversations, the side conversations that happen through DMS that happen on in comment sections of posts. That's how you, that's how you build. It's, it's also an interesting conversation that it's not built into any podcast players. Spotify has a little bit of a Q and a section, which I haven't, I haven't seen been used so much, but that would be a great, a great place to be able to build within the app itself that you're listening to a podcast. You're able to ask a question to the host, get an answer from the host, you know, have that back and forth. That would be essentially a great place to, to build, but for now, it doesn't really exist. Yeah, I've been trying to think of ways to um, 
build community around the Affordable Freedom Podcast off of social media platforms. Like um, I've got a newsletter that's also called the Affordable Freedom Newsletter. And then the people that are part of the Affordable Freedom community also have the ability to um, schedule some time with me for monthly office hours where they can schedule a 15-minute call, just kind of a Q&A session. But I'm still trying to think about like how that all works together, I suppose, because it still feels like the newsletter and the podcast are kind of two separate things. How do you, how do you right. think about that? Definitely your, your podcast should be up and this is stuff that we're working on, but your podcast should be up on, on your website. You know, you, the, the podcaster it should be up on the website, it should be part of your, it should be part of your new, your newsletter. Um, not just, Hey, here's an episode I put out this week, you know, things going on, but like, we had this conversation in episode four and episode 12 and episode 16, and it's relevant to today's newsletter. Here's snippets from the, from the podcast. And now you're totally outside of social media, but you're sending people back to this bigger conversation. Yeah. That's, I, I think it's because like I'm so indexing your indexing your podcast episodes. Well, that, you know, that you've had this, these conversations with it, you know, there, there's some great podcasts too. I love it within the podcast themselves itself. They, they say, okay, if you're interested in this topic, you can listen to episode 12, 26 and 14, you know, that, that each one we discussed and, uh, with different guests and we discussed this topic and like that. So having, having a nice index and nice keywords, I guess, for each episode is very helpful for that. I think we also tend to think of it as weekly. Like it, it's like this week's episode is relevant for this week. But as you mentioned with the legacy, like this is not, this is what we call evergreen content. This content lives on forever. We don't mention the weather outside. We don't and like, it's really, there is, there's very little time context uh, in this. And, and that works to our advantage because after you build this catalog of 30, 40 episodes, you can now use all that as promotional material and as more conversations that you can have. Yeah. Man, we talked about the, all the um, side benefits of podcasting and here I am learning and taking notes as I'm doing a podcast episode because I'm just thinking about how I'm so used to being, you know, active on LinkedIn. That's where I started and that's where I kind of started building up my network. Um, and so I always think about like promoting the podcast on LinkedIn. And I, I don't think about as much promoting the podcast within the newsletter, which is kind of weird because they're both called affordable freedom, but I need to start doing that a little bit more. I, I'm starting to think of like LinkedIn is, is a great place for, for promotion of it and to get those trailers out there and, and help enhance my credibility and the guest credibility on LinkedIn. But then you know, taking those notes on each episode and, and what were the conversations that we have and, okay, how can I tailor a newsletter around that and give somebody some sound bites in addition to the material that they're reading to really kind of hammer the message home, right? Right. Um, yeah, and I, I think it goes in stages. I think the the first 10 episodes, you're really just getting comfortable with yourself, with hearing yourself, with 
you know, your system of how this podcast is going to work. And then from 10 to 20, you sort of, you glide along and you're doing a good job and, and guests are interested and you're getting good feedback. But then you, you wake up after 20, 25 episodes and you've got this catalog that you can now use to your advantage in your marketing material, in your emails and everything. And even in your, you know, you have a client who comes to you and says, what, what's your biggest challenge right now? And they say, oh, this, you got to listen to this episode. Hmm. This, we, we talked about this exact thing. So, but that only happens when you have, you know, 25 episodes and you have sort of a, a bigger catalog to use to refer back to. Yeah. It's like in my previous career when in the asset management industry, I worked for um, fund companies um, and I would go to the financial advisors offices, you know, in my role that I was tasked with and incentivized to do was get advisors to put their clients money into the funds of, of the companies that I represented. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because when I did that, I was going into offices, I was shaking hands, I was having conversations with people. But when you're running a business online, you don't have that ability to have these conversations with people. And this is a great way to build up a category of conversations, you know, so that you can build, build deeper relationships. That's, I think that's one of the biggest challenges I've noticed. And probably most people that are transitioning from, you know, the, the analog business world to the digital business world is like, how do you build trust with people? If you're not looking at them, you know, looking in their eyes and shaking their hands is kind of the old school way of doing it. Right. So this is a great way to build that credibility and trust, I think. Yeah, it was, it was one of the things that really got me into podcasting because I realized that I'm in person. I'm, I'm great. I know I've, you know, people love me. I have lots of friends. Like I don't have a problem with that, but then online it was coming off like weird in my emails, my, my direct messaging is always odd and, and off. And it's, it's harder for me to build that relationship. And then all of a sudden I was getting on podcasts and I was having people on like, okay, we're back to, you know, square one. This is, this is my zone where I'm able to build that relationship. Oh, wow. This is actually something that we can do on scales. This is the thing that everyone can do. This is so that, like, that was the start of it, that you can build relationships through the podcast. Yeah. You know? Well, Aaron, this has been an awesome conversation, man. And we'll definitely do it again. We'll do some more uh, recordings in the future. I'll just keep on learning in public, as they say. So thanks for, for coming on. Um, you know, if you're not, if you're listening and you're not connected with Aaron on LinkedIn, I would, I would definitely recommend it. Um, we'll have his name there in the show notes, I'm sure, because he's the producer and he's not going to leave his name out. Um, Aaron, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? Any any other places where they can find out more information about you and what you do? Um, LinkedIn is LinkedIn is the place you can you can find me there if you're thinking about starting a podcast. I talk a lot about that about the benefits and how it can work with your business. And I I, I also just want to say here, and this is not just from this episode, but from all the episodes that I got to hear that. It's so cool how we're able to take, or you, but I don't want to give you too much credit, but that you're able to take, that you're able to take a, you know, a somewhat simple conversation about podcasting and you turn everything deep, you turn everything meaningful. That's, uh, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome to be part of, and it's awesome to, to really hear that. 
So, and, and it's a message to those who are listening. Like you have this passion. Business owners are not always like, especially entrepreneurs, they're not dull. Like they got a lot of passion. They, they went into this for a reason. And if you can get that out and, and share that message with people, that's where, you know, interactions and that's where uh, business starts happening when you're able to bottle that, put that passion out there. So I think that this is a, this is a great example of that. Amen to that. Well, thanks again, my friend, and we'll be talking again soon. Thanks for listening today. And if you have a moment, check out my website at reflectivewealth.com. Everything you need to know about my business is there. Because if there's one thing I've learned in my career, transparency and accountability are critical to a healthy financial services industry. Thanks and see you next time.